welcome in to episode four of uh, this newly branded uh, podcast. We'll get that. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I am your host, Alan Michael Burnett, and uh, we got pretty packed studio here tonight. We have got uh, Ping All American at the JUCO level, Carter Goodwin. How you doing, Carter? How are we doing tonight, boys? Holden Atchison, uh, number ninety defensive end for Coleman High School. How you doing, Holden? I'm great. That is unbelievable and great to hear. And finally, before we get to uh, our breaking news and then to today's topic, uh, he is the pride of Rogersville, Alabama, the master of terrible impressions, and the king of the air fryer, Joshua Derricka. How you doing today, Josh? Pretty good. How are you? I am just doing splendid. And uh, so we're going to go right into breaking news, boys. How's that sound? Sounds great to me. Let's let's hear it. All right, let's roll. We have listened to our listeners' feedback, okay? The take. However, I mean, no matter how iconic it is. Yeah, too hard to find. Too hard to find. Yes. I mean, I had somebody tell one of our hosts, um, I'm not going to say the name, I don't know who it was, but uh, they said they were having trouble finding it. So we're going to specify it. We're all JUCO products, and we embrace JUCO products on the show, do we not? That's right. Exactly. Absolutely. We're all about the JUCO products. We're all about the JUCO products and the JUCO life. So we're going in another direction with the name. It's going to become the JUCO take. Yes. So, yeah, hands together for the JUCO take. But time out, time out. Before, let's be clear. This is not a... Juco specific. All we talk about is Juco sports podcast. We're still the same type of podcast. Obviously. Absolutely. We're just coming in with a better name and better easier name. to find. I think it's a better name and way easier to find. It's way easier to find. I think it's and I, I think it's a little more specific to us. Yes. It tells a little bit more about us as people and Correct. it's our way of putting our fingerprint on this podcast in a in another way. Yeah. Okay. And to all our noobs out there that are uh, unfamiliar with uh, JUCO, <laughs> that is an abbreviated <laughs> term for junior college, and we are all junior college <laughs> students at the moment. We all play golf for Wall State Community College. Uh, is Go that Lions. Term? Go Lions. Absolutely. Uh, I would say let's Lions, get Tigers, and Bears. What was that? Thank Make you it. for that. Uh, <laughs> But I would say let's get into these topic topics today. But uh, boys, we don't know what today's topics are because we've all have brought. Oh, it's time! It, it is time. I'm ready. We have all. Uh, we hey, wild. It's look. a podcast about everything and about nothing. That yes, a, pot- a, pot- a potential. Uh, that is very fair. Potential new slogan. Uh, potential. Uh, yeah, or whatever that means. But uh, anyway. Just we have all, up your vibe we there. we have a, no no it's all good uh, you're more than likely to interrupt uh, my show our show uh, oh, okay. Oh, okay 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 all right we're gonna make us cut the mics here yeah we're gonna get into yeah it. we're gonna cut the feistiness new out. host on the Juco team. yeah uh, if I'm not here next week you'll know why <laughs> um but yeah I'm gonna cut the feistiness we're gonna go right into uh, the topics we have today each guy that will be speaking today has been assigned. Do we want to run through the topics first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. But uh, yeah, we've been, yeah, we have been assigned to bring a topic to the JUCO take. I'm yes. going to have to get used to saying that. Yeah, 
bring oh, a topic. A bring a topic to the JUCO take. Hey, we can just call it the, the JT for short. Just hey, to go with it. Just the JUCO take or JT. Maybe that'll catch on. Maybe not. The JT. The as the an JT. homage to Justin Thomas. Yeah. Justin Thomas. We support you. P- PGA Tour golfer. So, on today's topics, we will have Holden, and he has brought his topic today, and it's surrounding college football, not just college football, college athletics. Athletics College athletics in general. Uh, Holden, what have we got? So, I chose this topic for myself because I just, I feel very strongly about this, and I know this is a very hot topic because I know we got some disagreements here, and I'm sure y'all do too. I mean, so this is just a hot topic. So, I think college athletes often think they should be paid to, you know, play their sport or and whatnot because, you know, they bring money to the whatever sport they play and and all that. So, I, personally, I think it it ruins the tradition. And I think traditionally you should play college sports because – that's what is fun to you. It, it's all about fun. It's not, I mean, fun and winning and passion. Yes, passion. I mean, I think when you add, I think too much in life, people add money and think life is just about money. But I think it just ruins the tradition of, you know, college football, basketball, you know, all, any sport. And that's just my, my thoughts. And I know there's some, uh, some different, you know, thoughts on this. So I'm going to give it back to Alan Michael. Uh, yes, the code word for these introductions to these topics are going to be, uh, we're going to open it up to the panel, and that is the green light like for, any, for anybody on, uh, any co-host right here is able to throw in their two cents or their rebuttal to the potential argument. Mm-hmm. Holden says that college athletes should not be paid due to, and that they just need to be committed to the school that they play for and the fans and the, and the tradition. Yes. And that it's not, you don't go to school to make, I personally think you go to school to learn how to make money, not to make money. That's a good that, Yeah, that's, that's a great point. point. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and open up the panel. That's my two cents about it. Carter and Josh, if any of you guys have any rebuttal or agreement, what do you guys think? Y'all go ahead before I just detonate this whole argument. Okay, <laughs> okay. So, we are ready. Do I agree with players getting paid? No, but I know everybody in, in the world can get on with this statement. If we pay players, we get to have NCAA football again, like on the on the game, the NCAA game. Do not underestimate how compelling that is for a big time. I, I'm a self-proclaimed amateurism fan. Yes. But by gosh, do I love NCAA football. Oh. So, man, as good as it's – I'm in the ultimate catch-22 there. Yeah, like I, I honestly don't care what they do, in my opinion, but – it's a great sub point for my argument that I'm fixing. To okay, bring up here. tremendous. Sub so point. let's let's hear it because I I don't I don't I'm kind of in between I'm I'm caught in between. Carter, what's the rebuttal? I'm in the camp that athletes need to be paid. Ooh, wow. I sit here and watch in speci- and and we're not talking specifically college football. However, most of our examples are going to be college football, I believe, just because that's what's. On the forefront of everybody's mind. Okay, can I stop you right here just go ahead. real quick? Proceed. I got something after this too. Yeah. Can we can we 
Can we break this down sport by sport? My idea of getting paid, because okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'll go, yeah. I'm gonna say I'll the elephant. I'm gonna say the elephant in the room. Golf in college makes zero money. Costs the school money actually. That's zero. Fair. Okay, so would do college golfers need to get paid like college football players do? I don't think I'm so. I think you take a percentage. I got that in part of my argument. Okay, okay. I got that as part of my argument. You finish your argument and then we'll Okay. So my argument is these kids and I mean, we are kids and young adults Mm -hmm. make money for these athletic institutions. And they get no cut of that at all. You don't think it is it is their product that they are getting that that they are putting out there and they're not getting any cut for it. And they're putting in between going having to go from class to eight to twelve and then practice from one to five, you have no time for a job to get any extra spending money to go take your girlfriend out to Zaxby's or do whatever. You don't have any money. And especially people coming from lower-income scenarios, people coming from lower-income scenarios, there's no way for you to just go out and have some money to go watch a movie, go take your friend out, go take your girlfriend out to eat or boyfriend out to eat. And I think, now, I'm not saying we need to pay these players thousands and thousands of dollars. I'm saying... They enough need to get to, by. That's enough to get by. Okay. okay. Very That's comparable fair. to a minimum wage type thing. For their for their time being in school and in practice, they should get compensated $7.25, which is the minimum wage, to $8 an hour. Just so that they have a little something for on the weekends they can go out with their friends. And I know having a job, having a job that I only work in the off seasons because I can't work it. One, while I'm away from home in college, but two, even if I did find a job here, I wouldn't be able to work because I'm going to class from 8 to 12 and then practice from 1 to 5. So I have no way. And I mean, plus on top of that, when I get done with practice at 5, I've got to eat dinner, do all of my homework, and because I'm still expected to pass these classes just like any other student is, but I do have the burden of of performing for the school and putting out this product and for college basketball, it's almost even worse because during their season, they're, they're playing two games a week. So two out of the seven days, they're playing games, which means you've got to also think about the days they have to travel. A lot of times they do travel day of, but that takes away. I mean, you're, you're looking at almost four out of seven days, complete days out of your week are used solely on producing this product that is being put out on TV. Now, like Josh said, Golfers don't bring in the same money that basketball, football, volleyball, gymnastics, these sports that are on SEC Network, for instance, week in and, and week out. It's not, it's, not, it's not even close. Right. Yeah, and, even. and they have tickets and concession fees. Yes, correct. However, I don't – the only problem is while I don't think – while I heavily agree that golf does not bring in the money that football does – you can't just pay college football players and not pay college golfers. That, here, this is That's my point. Problem. This is my point. I I wish I could agree with you because making money is awesome. Dang right. And if 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 it was a perfect world and everything was fair, I think we could all get paid. But that's not reality. Yeah. Life isn't fair. We're not put on this earth to just have a fair life and everything. Be, that's just not reality. Time out. That's look, that's you know what the reason life isn't. Is gold down here? Is because that's why we have the opportunity to go to heaven. Exactly. You know what? Uh, if it was gold down here, we uh, nobody yeah. would want to go to heaven. So I think 
here's the thing. We live in a, you know, society today that everything, people want it to be fair. Everything, everybody's got to have had the same thing. And like you said, golfers might not bring as much attention. Oh, it's into, not even close. I'm not so, arguing that. So I don't think it would last. Like, sure, football players, yeah, they could get paid. But it's only going to be so long before people in volleyball are going to be like, well, we want some money. Mm-hmm. They're wor- we're working just as hard as them. Well, and that's not what just, I'm saying. Not just them, but what about the guys in like the band or stuff like that, cheerleaders that want – they're going to want to get paid. It's just going to get super just not, – not after long if we start paying athletes. Everyone's going to want more, and then it's just never – nothing's ever going to be enough, I don't think. That's my that's my thing. I just don't think no one's ever going to be satisfied. If we start paying them, it's not going. They're going to then the debate is going to be we don't have enough. We want yeah. more. So yeah. and then everybody's going to want some. Yeah. So that's my that's my thing. But, I agree. I agree with what you're saying there. And and in my theory, I will point out like the flaw of my theory is that I think that all basically all college athletes should get paid the same thing. And I know and according to your theory, which is correct, football is always going to argue. Well, we should get more because we bring in more exactly. for the institution. Mm-hmm. I, just I agree. Think it'll 100%. cause drama. That's like you know, it'll take away oh. from just football and the soccer. A hundred percent. My yeah. point is, I think you should just be able to have some to have some money to spend on the weekend, just a little extra spending money to be able to go out with your friends, be able to buy some extra fast food, you know, stuff like that. Just uh, yeah, basic I mean, stuff. I'm I, not I saying we need to pay case. a bunch of money. Here's I wish logical, that was the case too, but I just don't think that's reality. I just here, don't think that could. Here's the logical way that only happens, and a lot of people nowadays don't think logically. We don't. We don't use common sense. The logical way to do this is, if football makes a million dollars, those football players get that get a percentage. See, I'm trying. Sure, I'm going here. Mm-hmm. If football makes a million dollars, they get a percentage of that. If basketball makes seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, they get a percentage of that. Golf, I don't know what you're doing there. I, I just don't know. You you cost the school, so I don't know what you do there. But whatever the sport makes, they get a commission of. Just like a car sales, I, I a agree commission. With you. If you're, pay- I'm still don't agree with you if you're paying them. But if you're paying them, that's how it has to be. But then again, we're gonna have this. Oh my God! You're getting more than it, we live in a selfish think, world. People yep. are self-centered. And I honestly think themselves. we could set up a. I honestly think we could set up a commission type system yep. that you're saying to pay players because I believe that you bring so much, especially for these high-level programs yeah. like Alabama, Auburn, basically all SEC programs. While you walk into the Auburn University bookstore and buy an Auburn jersey that has number two on it. You know that you're. You know that it doesn't have Cam Newton's name on it, but the only reason people are buying that jersey is because of Cam Newton. That's right. Yep. That's the only reason. For the same way with Alabama. Alabama. You walk into the Alabama bookstore, you see the Alabama number ten jersey. It doesn't have Mac Jones' name on it, mm-hmm. but you know it's Mac Jones' jersey. He is the one that's selling that jersey for you. Or for our times, uh, Mac Jones could be an AJ McCarron jersey. Could be. For, uh, for us, uh, backup quarterback of the Texans, yeah, as we learned yeah. last week. Probably starter. All right, so. <laughs> Very, very, very compelling arguments from both the amateurism side and the pain side. I think we can all agree that the NCAA, a lot of the stuff that they do is, is in a way rigged against people that ne- that probably need like the financial support the most. Yes. Okay. Now, this is how I think that paying the athletes is going to affect recruiting. Okay. Yes. All right. Just for example, Holden, where did. Did your parents graduate from a from like a big school or was it kind of a smaller school? Dad graduated from Troy University. Okay. All right, that's a good example. Carter, where did your uh, 
We're my parents graduated from Auburn. Both of them graduated from Auburn University. Aha, uh-huh. there you go. War Eagle. All right. Yes, War Eagle. Now, Troy, do the, does Troy make as much money as Auburn does? Absolutely Negative. Not. Now, Auburn makes an insane amount more than Troy. Are you going to pay those athletes more, or is everyone mm, going to get one flat fee? That is, that is – And I got one point. more thing to this out. Well, well, the right. rich just and, get richer. And, and it's the same before, way that it is – it's the same way that it is every way. If yeah. you're a commit – between Auburn and Alabama, if you're being looked at by Auburn, you're not. You're most likely not going to go to Troy if you have an offer yeah. from Auburn. So I think that that's where your argument is invalid there because, it because it doesn't matter if you are looking at an athlete and you're first off, you're probably not choosing between Auburn and Troy. I don't know as playing, an athlete. Playing time, playing, time, playing yeah. time is a pretty good pitch. Playing time, but but then again, that's all part of the decision. So yes, it does affect recruiting. However, it's it's still your decision at the but, end of the day. But sure, for I, sure. Y- Troy and Auburn are two completely different Completely schools, different from an different athletic perspective. But I promise you, those players down at Troy are working just as hard as those players at Auburn. Yep. So they they're, are. they're taking up just as much time as the Auburn players are. But so how? But th- there's not going to be money there for them like there would be at Auburn. So there goes the point mm-hmm. of they don't have time to go out and have free time. And I just think like – Well, but well, but I mean – I'm gonna be quite honest. We live in a results-based society. If, if if you are not as good of a player, you don't deserve to be paid as much. That's the common sense way of thinking. And I don't think See, we think that way anymore. I, I, my, I agree well, with but, you. Well, well, but, well, but that's the common sense way. But if we, pay, if I'm a better golfer than you, and I finish higher in the tournament, I make more money than you. Just because you worked as hard as me during the week does not mean that you should make the same amount of money. That's professional, though. That's that's what makes college football college football. If we paid them, it would make it the. Uh, a bummed down version of the NFL and NFL is great and all, but college football hundred times better, and we all well, agree. Well, yeah. I if think y'all are misconstruing construing what I'm saying. But I'm not saying that that we need to pay Mac Jones a hundred thousand dollars. I'm just saying we need to give him a hundred dollars a week so he can go get some extra food or go out to the movies with a friend, something like that. I'm not saying that we need to sh- shell out money here, but then again, when with my point of just giving athletes a flat fee y'all what if, y'all, what if y'all talk about the commission side of things but i say just give athletes a little bit of money what if you each. added it to like a scholarship type thing instead of just then it's like if you performed in high school and then it's an incentive to come here hey well you get extra money to do this and that okay not just fine. based off of and you could lose that i, I, don't I think, think that's like, fine i mean i, I think that could be maybe I, have, I could i have one thing to this and we saw this with this this last year's uh, just sports in general. When I think if you start paying players, it starts bringing politics into sports. It, see, look, well, hundred percent. Perfect so. world. Every of course, all of us would love for college athletes to be paid just a little bit. But then it's just going to become naturally as humans. We and, want yeah. more. And time we want out. More, what, we want more. what brought us away? What what kind of gave us a sour taste in our mouth this year with sports? They started bringing it. Politics. politics. And what do people do for sports? They get away from politics. That's why they like sports. You see what I'm saying? So if Well, we start- I think I think you're defining politics that we're talking about coming into sports as like Republican Democrat politics when in the politics that we're talking about is like this person's giving so much money to the program so they're going to get their person to play. It's not the same type of politics that you're talking about. I think about, it would turn that into we that. Tune in. I think it would turn into It that. would turn into I think you would fair. have smaller schools saying we are not paid enough. 
we don't matter. I think that's what so, would end up. Doing. And then they shut down football well, programs. Well, because this of is it. a result based world. Okay. We live in a result based world. Right. So what are the negative effects though of not paying them? I mean, I mean, the versus the negative effects of paying them. I think like the. Do you want my outweighs. full opinion on this whole thing? I think Have the you fact given it already. We embrace opinions here on the show. I think I think <laughs> the fact that you uh, like the fact that they get football players especially get a hundred percent full ride. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my I'd say gosh. My, I'd say most of it's covered. Yes. That. We're, we're, what are we talking? What's tuition for Alabama? We're we're in the twenties, probably. A yeah. lot for in-state. So we could say twenty grand. They're not giving money like we think. Okay. <laughs> not in McDonald's bags. Yeah. Uh, shout out Tennessee. But um, Tennessee. we don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. But it is funny. Does there take coach to Tennessee? By the way, I mean, well, I know it's completely off topic, but no, it's fine. Shout out uh, Josh Heupel. Congratulations on uh, your new head coaching job. Hopefully, Do not claim to be a national champion yeah, coach, though, in the SEC. If you're, not, get if you're not in the playoff, you didn't win the championship. I don't Thank care you. what your record was. But Thank uh, you. but so so Carter, you're saying that they should be winning if. They are paid. It should be based off re- revenue that's generated by the school. Correct. Okay. And and I not one flat and, fee. And I am not arguing. Well, maybe we're getting a little confused here. I'm not arguing for this for this commission, quote unquote, commission type system. Okay. That they're saying where football players would make more than the others. Okay. I'm saying just give some players a little bit of extra cash to spend during the week since they don't have time to go get a job okay. between their. Class schedule and practice schedule. That's it. I'm not saying that we need to shell out all this money to them. I can get on board with you if you can show me if you can show me kids at which maybe you can, maybe I'm wrong, but if you can show me kids at Alabama and all we're gonna talk about those two. I mean those, talk those, about are, the but those are the most intriguing. Those are the big in, dogs. In our state, Alabama Auburn yeah, is the Ohio State is is our protein. I'm just saying just that that power five school, if you can show me kids that are literally like starving. Then I can get on. Okay, this. well, I'm a. You see what nobody, I'm saying? No, you see what no, I'm saying? No, hold on a second. Like you have to qualify. We're not. For it, we're not. Not necessarily. I'm not qualifying. Qualifying Maybe about I put that bad. Maybe I said that bad. But kids that are that play football at Alabama and they say, "Man, I really wish I could go out and go to the movies tonight, but I can't because I don't have money." I don't know that that happens. Well, what I'm saying is they, while while they do have money, they do have money already coming from whether it be their parents or some other source of income. If we could get. If we could get them some money, it would probably take more stress off of their family having to give them money. It's a it's a trickle down effect because maybe their parents are sacrificing something to give their kids some money that week. Here's so we can take stress off of them in that way. Here's my only thing. So they can take stress off their family in two ways without getting paid. One, going to the going to the pro league of their sport by making a lot of money. Or two, getting that college education and getting a good job. From that, so I think along the lines, you kind of are getting paid in a sense. It's just not liquid, like you can't see it. So I do understand that. I mean, if you're on a football team, uh, I mean the big football teams, you don't have to worry about food. You're getting you, treated like royalty. You get you get your own chef for yeah. whatever position you are. Yes. Like they have different diets. So like, what a nutrition. It's just. It's just different for I don't know. It but just, but I mean if if we go back to the to the example of Troy, Troy isn't treating their players like Alabama is because they don't have the same budget, and that's where we talk about because the topic is the NCAA paying college players. That's why I think the NCAA brings so much revenue in off of these people so in all schools. sports. So do the schools. So do the schools. Yeah. But it starts with the NCAA 
paying the players. Because that's what the argument is. It's not colleges paying the players. It's the NCAA paying the players. Because the NCAA is the one that brings the revenue in. And quite honestly, you don't ever see where the revenue that the NCAA brings in goes to. You can see where the revenue the college brings in goes to because it goes to building a new football facility. It goes to building a new building on campus. But the NCAA revenue, you never see where that comes from. And you know they make millions and millions of dollars off the college football playoffs, the March Madness tournament. Mm -hmm. Even the NCAA golf championship Mm -hmm. on Golf Channel. Mm -hmm. Golf Channel has to pay the NCAA right uh, fees. Shout out College Golf. For Golf Channel. And you never see where this money from the NCAA goes. So I think that they need to give a little kickback to the players who bring that who bring that revenue in for them. Very compelling arguments. Hey, can we can we both. have Carter put a uh, poll on the uh, Instagram? Absolutely. Can yeah. we do a at vote? Yes. Table, we are going to put a poll. Do college get should college players get paid? Should college players yes, get paid? And I think with a couple other topics we're gonna talk about, we'll do polls for the same for each and love to hear y'all's feedback. Let us, let us know in the DMs. That'll be fun. Hey let us know. Do we want to shout out listener of the week real quick? Listener of the week. Uh producer Josh, who we got? Our listener of the week this week is Holden's dad. Holden's Mr. Billy. Mr. Billy Addison. Listener of the week. I love you, Dad. I love you, Dad. Hey, yep. William Lee Atchison, if you're out there listening. William Lee Atchison. Dang, you just want to give his social security number away yeah. while you're at yeah. it? William Lee Atchison. Yeah, tune into the end and you'll receive an address. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, and folks, that was just topic one of yes. four. We have got a lot more to get into. Can we plug the socials real quick yeah, plug while, the socials. while we're talking about Absolutely. it? Absolutely. I don't at, think we have a special guest line. No, no, take, no, uh, yeah. President Trump was a little busy this week. Yeah. Plus, we've already exercised him. We're working on a few extra, we're working on a few more guests. Maybe Bob Minnery, maybe clean Bob Minnery. Let us know what you think about that. We're, yeah. We're, do a poll. We're yeah. talking yeah. to some different We'll people. do a poll. If you like, if you would like to have so, a version of clean If you want to have Minnery. fun or not, basically. <laughs> Yeah. So but, while while I'm plugging the podcast, I've got to I, I've got to say we had quite a few listeners this past week woo, come come into the DMs talking about our Madman yes. of the Week. Thank you. Um, now we had a couple uh, people in the DMs talking about uh, the McGregor fight that we did not talk about last yes. week. Um, Conor McGregor obviously was defeated by Poirier. 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 Excuse me. <laughs> not cultured enough. Just kidding. I have no clue what the guy's last name is, but I'm pretty sure it's Poirier. I think you're right. Okay. I think I didn't give enough to Poirier. Guy's an absolute animal. They both If are. we're wrong, just laugh. If yeah. we're wrong, DM us again. DM us yeah. again. Respond. But and like and subscribe. But like we and had subscribe. multiple people and and I know that I know that my brother Charlie as well also had asked me to talk about this on the podcast. We didn't talk about it. Um so yeah, here's us talking about it. Conor McGregor lost, handled it like a gentleman. I was impressed. But that's just an example of how we are listening to y'all's feedback in social media, and we are talking about it as a group. So please continue to do that. And we are going to put these polls up um, probably the morning after this is released so please, that we can catch everybody. Please participate in those polls. Morning please, of or not after. Somehow. Please participate. At the take underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. We'll have to change that. We changed our name. We will have to change it and we will and we will we're gonna leave it as the take underscore podcast until our next episode just to be sure that our listeners know where to find us still. And we're gonna be honest, we totally forgot about that. But we let we let everything out here. 
here on the JUCO take, we are learning and picking up things as they go. Yep. So, but thank y'all for y'all's feedback. We are listening. We hear it. Yes. And um, I I think I've responded to everybody that has that, that has sent us DMs. Please continue to do so. I will continue responding. And thank y'all for y'all's feedback. Now, Al Michael, send us to our next topic. I'm excited about this one too. I am fired up for this next one. But before uh, but before we get to mine, uh, while we were somewhat on the topic, all my UFC fans out there, Connor will be back. But on to my topic. We're gonna go over to college football, like we were just referencing earlier. I want to run you guys by a few. For all my college football fans out there, 2017, Central Florida. 2018, Central Florida. University. University of Central Florida. However we're going to say it. UCF. 2020, Coastal Carolina. 2020, Cincinnati. What do all those teams have in common? Coastal Carolina got beat by Heath Reeves, though. What did they do before the bolt before the postseason though? They went undefeated. undefeated. They went undefeated before their bowl games. Okay. Okay. A lot of these teams actually did end up winning their bowl games. One of them was against my Auburn Tigers, War Eagle. Um but yeah, thank you. That War Tigers. Yeah, thank you, uh bad coach of impression. He's the master of bad impressions for a reason. Um so thank you, producer John. Nice but, call there, Alan Michael. But uh yeah, you like that, didn't you? But um, so college football has, if you, if anyone's unaware, the the five big conferences: the SEC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the Big Twelve, and the what? ACC. ACC are known as the Power Five conferences. Those are the Big Five, Power Five, what they're referred to. But what about the what about the Ball States? The Fresno states that you see Alabama play in week two, Appalachian State. Go Nears, baby. Go Nears. But um, those teams that they play, that they write the checks to, just your little tune up games, mm-hmm. do those teams need their own division? Do, those, do they need their own conference? Because if you look at those teams, they use a playoff committee in college football to rank the teams at the end of That's the year. That's a very controversial take. We can do another podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> Talking about the college football playoff and how it should be handled. Oh, but, that, uh, oh that will be coming. Don't worry. That will, that will be on the way. But just for an example, these smaller schools are, have gone undefeated, but they have been excluded for teams in this Power Five. Talking about the big dogs that bring in the more money and they have the most fans probably out of these little schools. Okay. And these teams are going undefeated and they're not being rewarded. For for anyone holding over here, I think he's our only one that's played football at the high school level. Did you play Josh? No, I was a junior high. Okay, junior high. So Holden played high school football, so he kinda gets Back it. in eighty two. How how hard is it to go undefeated in a season of football at any level? It doesn't matter how good you are. Going undefeated is, you know, a very hard thing to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, even I mean, in high school, middle school, professional, college, it's hard no matter what. So I mean, even flag football, when we're talking about going undefeated as a team in I mean, flag football, it puts pressure. Any sport going undefeated is hard. I mean, it's just a, it's difficult to to tell because it's like like we were saying earlier. It's just like. 
everybody wants everything to be fair, and I'm not really sure how I stand on this this topic, but okay. So 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 here's my here's my basic argument. So you got these smaller schools, and they're not exactly playing the same teams like in Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Ohio State. Those were the four teams that got in this uh, this past year. Mm-hmm. Okay, these teams are in a way being snubbed of a potential championship. And my argument is we should possibly have, or they should possibly think about having their own division because what's the point? When when players go to Alabama, they expect championships, mm-hmm. okay? And they expect to be in the hunt for championships. They get them. When a, they, I, I'd say they get them at a pretty decent rate. but um, Decent. Yeah, but if a guy's going to a program like uh, Cincinnati or Central Florida, who maybe some of the fans didn't even know any. Thing, probably didn't even know that was a school, but those teams are not playing the same schedules and they're not being treated well for their respective win records. Here's my only thing about this, and maybe I'm wrong. It's the only thing that scares me about this. Okay. So if we do have a separate championship, for okay. The, what are they called? For, for the group for the group of five schools, the smaller schools. Okay. The non-power five. The non-power five yeah. schools. That's correct. I'm afraid we're going to end up developing two college football leagues. Maybe we won't. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Basically, that's, what it, that's basically what it would be. Yeah, see, but my thing I don't is, like that. You know what I mean? I want, I want to see Cincinnati play Bama and beat them one Yeah, time. Th- that's my thing. It's like – Well, but the thing is that is but not that, happening as but of that, now. But there is no that's way argument. that's happening. But, but that's my argument. Cincinnati – I'm on Al Michael. Okay, let's take, let's take – let's throw Alabama out of there. Cincinnati almost beat Georgia in the, in the bowl game. Okay. Exactly. What I'm saying – look, as a former football player – Go for it. Anything can happen in football. No it is anything can happen. It is Why a physical game. game. Yeah. It is. I mean, you can go out and the bigger they are, the harder they fall. You can hit them in the mouth and they're done. Yeah. It, anything can happen in football. It's really about how you're coached. Mm-hmm. So I think if you make it a whole different league, and I'm I'm leaning on both ways here. I can okay. make my argument. That's fine. But my argument for why we shouldn't is like, who's gonna say? I don't know. It's just like. Sure, it'd be great to win your the smaller championship if they were to make a you know a, another league. Sure, it would be like, yeah, y'all won the national championship, but we won this, and it would be like a it's just less. It's like winning the can, NIT like instead who, of winning March Madness. Like who cares really? Like I'm I'm just being honest. It's that's, like it's kind of like saying okay, well this team we won the Pro Bowl. Well, like, yeah, well, that, yeah. well, that's why we're here to discuss it. Is, here's, Josh, here's, go, Josh, go ahead. Okay. Not, you seem like you're uh, like you got some. Josh is raising his hand yeah, in the class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for being polite, being a good student for us today. Here's my Proceed. one. Here's my one thing that just came to my mind. If go I'm being it. honest, so if we do have a separate championship, what is the difference between this separate championship and the D two national championship? That's what I was saying. Okay. Oh, I think there's a huge difference between clear. Because well, because you don't realize how many other levels of Division One there is. No, I under like no, FCS. No, I, I mean, do like all kind. But uh, I'm just saying, I think you're gonna have, have you're gonna have up. multiple. I think, just, I think they called it FCS a few years ago officially. Is it still okay? Is that the same thing? I think I think that's what they renamed it to. It used right. to be Division One AA. I mean, we already have two leagues in Division One football, and right. like Jacksonville State still plays Auburn, even though Jacksonville State is in the FCS. So I think that there would really be no change here honestly and my thing is if you make it to where these group of five teams such uh my my mind immediately goes to Appalachian State now this year they had a bad year but over the past four years they have been absolutely dominant in the Sun Belt Conference shout out to the Sun Belt shout out to the Sun Belt and they have been dominant in the Sun Belt Conference went on un- 
No, I'll take that back. They lost one game last year, finished ranked 20th in the country. Okay. And they're playing UAB in a bowl game. And okay. quite honestly, it's unfair to UAB to get put on national television and get just absolutely blown out by Appalachian State. So if we make this this own league for them, where Appalachian State is having to play UAB, even though they would be in the same league, but if we make it structure it like you got Group of Five, Group of Five have their own playoff system, uh, Power Five have their own playoff system. Obviously, the Power Five playoff system means more. It's what most people far, are going to watch as far as meaning things. But if we get these Group of Five guys in, that gets them more exposure. That gets the, that gives them more to play for. Because right. the problem is, as a Cincinnati, you're going undefeated. Now, despite what your coach is telling you, you know in the back of your head that playoff committee isn't moving you above Notre Dame. Yeah. No. As as unfortunate well, as it nobody's is. getting moved in front of Notre Dame. Well, give me a break on oh that. Oh my goodness. So we can, we I can, can go on a whole other topic. Can, about I, can, that. I can have my own two hour podcast on Notre Dame, but I'm not going to. I got Carter, one. Carter, keep going. So, can I put in one five second thing? Go ahead. Just yeah. a little hypothetical here. Can we do, if we do a separate league thing? Like we're saying, second championship. If you win that championship, can you? But this is obviously a fantasy. But if you win that championship, can you be put in the the Power Five? Cha- like, I was just should, fixing to say ooh. that. I was just fixing to say that. And awesome. for the next year, and that now, would be cool. Now, I think you can win the Power Five championship, and I think with an expanded playoff, you would automatically get a spot in the playoff. Okay. All right. So, hundred percent with you guys. We're gonna actually, but we have to expand. Well, the but but we're gonna I, we're gonna have a completely separate podcast. Yeah, we're probably so need so to we don't so that. we don't need to get too much into this. Yeah, you're right. But, no, um, we're not gonna get started on that. But I'm saying, hundred percent. Yeah, got what you're saying. But um, but yeah, we're just but basically the the topic was. To, I mean, these schools obviously are not playing the same schedules as these. And with when you have a committee that's that's ranking the teams, not really a computer. Now we had a we've had computer polls. You have your Associated Press polls. You have all of that. That kind of. They're more record based. Mm-hmm. Those were more record sure. based. Now this committee that is ranking the teams for right now, I think we're in I think year six or seven of it. Yeah. They, I mean, they're more. It's all to me. It's all eye test. I mean, it's, it's that's, just, that's absolutely what it is because they show those they show those camera shots of them every Saturday sitting in the room watching the big screen. It's all eye test and then Notre Dame. I don't know the Notre like, like it's yeah. Not, yeah, I don't know what, Notre Dame don't just know because they wore blue on. today. Yeah, gets our oh, the, their helmets approval. are pretty. Now, yeah. now, like you said, Carter. Appalachian State went twelve and one last year. You said correct. Okay, how about yes. this? Thirteen teams were ranked ahead of them that had two or more losses. Exactly. It's it's that and that's what we're talking about. One it's, team with one loss got in. And and I feel like and personally, I followed along with Appalachian State last season, and the loss that they had was a very very heartbreaking loss. So like if we're going off the eye test, who was it like to? we talked about? It was to Georgia Southern. Okay. And which, it hurts. Yeah, oh, it, it hurt. I mean, App State, Georgia Southern, yeah, we're getting yeah, Auburn, Alabama yeah, territory. Yeah. But it was a uh, it was a heartbreaking loss of Georgia Southern, and that and that's what spoiled that's what spoiled their perfect season. And every other game before that, they they, they really didn't have any trouble at all. I mean, they ran through the Sun Belt. The Sun Belt Championship came to Boone. They absolutely destroyed Louisiana, and it's just like they got. And the bowl game that they ended up going to was the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's a travesty. And it was on like December 20th. The Sun Belt champions who had one heartbreaking loss. And I just feel like seeing that, 
they need their own thing so that they can because Appalachian State out of the group of five was the best. Yeah. They might not have been quote unquote ranked the best because I think Memphis was ranked above them they that were. year. They were. I think about two or three spots. Because as it stands right now, the best group of five team, no matter what, gets a New Year's six bowl bid. Mm-hmm. So Memphis was able to get into the Goodyear Cotton Bowl that year over Appalachian State solely because Appalachian State had that one loss. 100%. But what I'm saying is if if we give them their own thing, it gives a team like Appalachian State a chance to redeem that one fluky loss that they had because they were the best team out of the whole year. And then get into the playoffs where they can have a chance to play Alabama. Yeah. Because think about it. It's the – it's. The Cinderella story. It's the greatest upset in Division One history is the Michigan State. I mean, the Michigan Appalachian State game in two thousand seven, yep. when when Appalachian State was still an FCS team, thirty four point underdog, and they went into the Big House and beat and beat Michigan. Was that two thousand seven? That was two thousand seven. Craziest year in college football. That game is still that game is talked about in one of the top ten games remembered remembered of all time. All time. You're going to get another moment like that. You're going to get an Appalachian State beating an Alabama at some point if we have something yes. like this. And that would be hey, phenomenal. The same thing happened with Troy. They got paid like millions of dollars to go up to LSU and play oh, yeah. them for homecoming. Yep. And Troy yep. beat them on September 30th, 2017. I watched the whole game and they yep. upset them. I was at the Auburn Mississippi State game and uh, they threw that game on the big screen uh, at the stadium and the whole place yep. went crazy. It's yep. just it's just yep. the Cinderella stories like that. And. Uh, and you will get those giving the group yeah, of five not their gonna happen own. happen every year. Right, but, but, but you're going to give those opportunities to group of five their own little playoffs and then one team coming out of there. Yeah, that that right there, just, this past conversation just gets me fired up for the, for what, for the college podcast playoff. about what yeah. we think the postseason should look like in oh, college I think football. that's going to be a full hour-long podcast uh, of just debating. Just that topic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there will be a lot of factors thrown in there. But, uh, yeah, so two down, two to go. Josh. Yes, you have the producer. We're gonna we're gonna keep uh, just sports in general. Yeah, you feel like officiating. We love the guy. Obviously, here at the here at the JUCO tape, we're big fans of uh, the referees that just that just come up with those terrible cost Auburn and basketball national championship shout out. Oh my those moments that just Virginia double dribble that that just break our hearts. Maybe and, that's what we should have rebranded and, our podcast name to be. Is yeah. Virginia double dribble. Yeah, I like the JUCO take. <laughs> I, I like the JUCO take as well. But those moments like Saints Rams like a yes. couple years ago, those moments that are still talked about today, I mean, it's just tell us about the referees and the problems that you have with them okay. in today's athletics. So my title is, Do the Refs Have Too Much Control Over the Outcomes of the Games? Okay. Uh, yes, I believe they do. You, I mean, All right, you, we're going to move on to four. Um, no. you, may, I, may I go ahead? Okay. Because I agree with you that refs have too much control over the game. Just, uh, it was either a week or two ago, the Warriors are playing a basketball game. Okay. Draymond Green has gotten a technical foul. One already in the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're sitting third quarter. Draymond Green is coming back down the court after a failed offensive possession by the Warriors, and he's got rookie James Wiseman running down the court beside him. Draymond, everybody knows Draymond Green, very vocal, very outlandish player in the NBA. Absolutely. He has a reputation. Mm-hmm. That's going to get into part of this. Definitely has a reputation. 
Draymond, being what I believe the fantastic leader that he is, is yelling at James Wiseman ways that he needs to improve. The ref, with his back turned, immediately blows the whistle, calls technical foul, Draymond Green's out of the game in the third quarter. The Warriors end up losing the game. You can't tell me that that's not a huge turning point oh, yeah. in the game. And that's just an example. We have that And that's just every, one example. Every almost week. And the thing is, the refs were so clearly wrong that they had to issue an apology to the Warriors after the game for what they did. And my problem is, especially in this season specifically, with how the season is shortened for the NBA, and every game matters that much more, they lost a Western Conference game that at the end of the season, they might be sitting in between the 8th and 7th seed waiting to get in to the playoffs. They might be one game out, and had they won this game against, I believe it was the Denver Nuggets, had they won this game against them, they wouldn't be sitting on that bubble. All solely because Draymond Green got called for a technical foul and thrown out of the game. They ended up losing, I think it was like, it was either 5 to 10 points they lost the game. But just... The way the impact that has on your team afterwards, I mean, when you have Steph Curry getting so visually upset and verbally upset with the officials, you can't tell me it doesn't have an impact on the game and an impact on your team. Yeah. And that's way too much control. Yeah. Let me let me bring this into a uh, football side of things. Like Al Michael brought up, we have the, the Saints and the Rams game. Uh, I I just coming going back to that pass interference. I we honestly, all know it by the pass interference. Or the no-call. Yes, the, the, the no-call. Do we – I mean, honestly, I think you could have ripped that ref shirt, that uh, his referee shirt off and he would have had a Ram logo right there because that, you couldn't be any more blatant than that pass. That call right there gets called 99% of the time. More than Maybe 100. But, no, that stuff didn't happen. And then the next year, the, the NFL puts in a rule to challenge – Challenged the uh, pass interference calls, and guess what? Not a single one of them was turned over. Right. And then the, and then they went on to uh, – going to roll off what Josh was saying right there, just going to continue it. Now, the NFL did put in a rule saying that, that a coach could throw a challenge and challenge pass interference before that for as long as football has been going, going on. That's not a reviewable call. Mm-hmm. And they th- and on the surface, everyone's like, oh, good. Thank, thank goodness we're about to have a big-time change. Yeah. One call. I, I, there were plenty of flags thrown that year. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there were. I mean, if you had a reference point, how many times do you think that challenge flag was thrown for pass, pass interference? Probably uh, once a game, honestly. Probably, yeah. probably by yeah. each team. Of all because, the games in the in the regular yeah. season played by all the teams, that's a that's a lot. Because of games. because they're going to test their luck. The only problem with that is. When you slow it down in instant replay, it always looks like more contact. In I have an replay. idea. Should we do this? So I know the refs. I know we already do have a grading system for the refs, and that's part of the re- that's part of like in the NFL, they like put the highest graded for the year. I'm pretty sure that yes. the highest graded of the year to the Super Bowl. Yes, correct. correct. Okay, I think we should when I think we should have a committee that judge the refs, and you should get fined as a ref if you miss that. I, okay, okay, I, hey, hey, hang, hang on, hang on. I disagree with that. Holding is our holding is our NFL more insider guy. I disagree because it's opinionated. Well, I disagree with that because I played football on the defensive line. If you watch every single play on the offensive defense, there's holding on every call. Holding on every every single call, and I'm not (laughs) saying that it should be called every time because how do you expect an offensive lineman to stop 300 pound JJ Watt who can run like a four five or something like that? (laughs) 
I mean, there's no way. So there's always football is extremely. It's one of the most physical sports out there, and if you're gonna you're gonna miss calls. You're gonna make bad calls. I think I don't think you should you know kick refs out for missing calls unless unless they have a history of making calls like you know. Can we do a point system? Like on a driver's license, you get if you get X amount of points, you I get just, it taken away. I just feel like it's it's people would be too biased. Holden, I'm kind of, holding. I'm kind of with you on this. I think that it should obviously a ref, someone that becomes a referee wants to be have the opportunity to ref in the big game. So hey, I call. I was the bat judge during a Super Bowl. Exactly. I was the I was the guy. I was the white hat. I was able to tell everyone. Tell millions and millions of people and maybe billions of people across the world what the call was on the field. Yeah, all right. these people, I was on national TV during the Super Bowl. That's a bucket list thing for me. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. I think Josh is kind of, I mean, he kind of makes a good point there. But that's why they put the best officials out there for those oh, big yeah. games. Correct. So right. if you're missing calls, that does not go unnoticed. And I think that. Obviously, it's got to be obvious. It it's, can't just be like, "Oh, he missed a call there." Well, yeah, I think that's what we're going more on is yeah. like, I'm not talking about it. They missed a holding call. I'm talking about literally he turned, he like, I mean, he tackled him. Basically. I mean, we it's all the know same, the. I mean, we are all visualizing the Rams Saints play yes. in our head right now. It's the same way with receivers, though. They call so much pass interference on defense, but the receivers. A lot of the time, they're getting their hands involved too. For sure, there's not and a lot of offensive pass interference. I know what you're saying. Let's and let's there, shift no. There is one thing: is there is a lot. Like there is a lot of fight no, no. Fighting. I'm saying called. Yes. Offensive. Oh yeah, that's y'all are saying the same thing. And I'm gonna even take this to the baseball side of things. And Alan Michael, you might be able to help me a little more with the dates list. I believe it's 2009. Who right. was the pitcher for the Detroit Tigers that had the perfect game, and the umpire? The dude is clearly out at first base. Umpire calls him safe in the bottom of the ninth inning with two outs. What if, what if Perfect I, game blown. What if I told you I knew who the pitcher was and I knew who the umpire was? Joe mm-hmm. West was the umpire, am I right? Jim Joyce. J- Jim Joyce, I knew Jim Joyce was the, fir- was the first base umpire that night. And my man, Armando Galarraga, yes. was the pitcher. Of the Detroit Tigers. And it was, I felt, it was so bad on uh, Jim Joyce. He felt so bad when he missed this call that... Um, the next day, it was Armando Galarraga who had just gotten just absolutely robbed of a perfect game by absolutely this robbed. That when they went to give the lineup cards to the umpires, Armando Galarraga was the one that gave the lineup card to Jim Joyce, and Jim Joyce broke down crying. He felt so bad. It was a ground ball, and he threw, and Galarraga went to cover first base and made it on time. But it was just in real time, obviously, a lot of plays look like the guy's safe. It's just being a first base umpire is yeah. it's tough. one of the hardest things out and there. And honestly, and I mean like, now, obviously, you have to have referees to control the game. Yes. You, you have to have it at some point. But that call was so, like, he was so, they was so blatant pass interference. He was so blatantly out. And history and records were changed because of it. And there's got to be some way to – I think what we're more arguing for is there's got to be some ways to hold the referees and umpires accountable Rules. Well, now they in game. Yes, and now they have the review back. I yes, mean, and now they're – They go they're, back in, in baseball. I don't watch baseball much, but if it, they'll go back and review it if it's – Was this 2008 or 2009, Al Michael? Was I think, my timeline I, I think right? we're in the right area. I think it was 2009. Yeah. And obviously, rules have been made 
in direct response to these plays. Well, back then there was no replay. Exactly. At first base. And that's what I'm saying. And now now there's replay everywhere. Correct. And so rules have been made in response Mm -hmm. to these plays. But the thing is, during the heat of the moment, in a NFC championship game, we expect the calls to be perfect. And as a referee, you know it. That's why you're there because you have been the best so far. So you know that your calls are expected to be perfect. And honestly, you're right. An NFC championship game should not have to be decided based off what a referee calls or does not call. Yeah, yeah I, I'm totally with you there. I think uh, if I'd say for someone that watches football a lot, for the if you watch the quarterback, if he doesn't leave, if he doesn't leave the pocket and he throws the ball away, if it's like a in the moment play, you just don't know if he's outside the tackle box mm-hmm. or not. You may have a delayed flag call yes. dropped by the ref. Mm-hmm. Why are we not potentially doing that for a call like that? For yeah. like a pass I mean, interference call? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Let the well, play end. If we, we, do to. See, we do we see, we do see that happen. And, and there was one just this year in the NFC Championship game, I believe. Yes, it was because this is part of what Bucks sparked Packers this game. comment. Bucks Packers game was they, the Packers got a pass interference call that gave the Tampa Bay Buccaneers automatic first down, which yeah. let them need now out was the it game. was it called right away or was it a delay? It was a little it delayed. Was, it, it was, was delayed like because a half a second delay. You because know because I remember stand no, it was more. Was than there a, a discussion between referees and then a flag yeah. was dropped? There was no discussion, but it was on the Tampa Bay sideline. Okay, there was a lot of jaw at the referee. Few seconds later, flag comes out. I remember. So for the main for the point, Packers. it was on the spot. For 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 the you, you kind of. I mean, I it thought was, it was a great call. Players, okay. players okay. were walking back to their position. The defensive back had already thrown his arms up. Yeah. And it was an incomplete pass, okay. and then the flag comes in. Okay. I think that if we're gonna call it, either one huddle up as officials and let's discuss it, and then I can live with you throwing a flag. We've discussed it. So that's where I was getting at. But yes, and I agree with that. But mm-hmm. don't sit there just. On with your thinking, oh, wait, wait, wait. You know what? Yeah, five seconds later, I'm going to throw Well, they're my just trying to make the right call. It's Absolutely. a big game. Understood. It's not like it, it almost would be like if it, if, it, if it was that, it was a close call. I mean, it, it I was. think it was the right call, but it was definitely like, like a just barely. It wasn't like yeah. blatant, obvious. So it would almost be kind of weird if he just threw it automatically. Like yeah. that was definitely pass interference. It was like he wanted to think about it maybe a little bit. And I think maybe our general consensus on this would be maybe we want to see more of the referees huddle up and yeah, get together yeah, like and that. discuss. Because someone, like cause someone yeah. in some situation, the back judge may have a better view than the side judge. Yeah, yeah so. I like that, especially on a call, like that call. Yeah, if it's first quarter, and I mean it's like maybe a little different circumstance, but if it's right. the, it's it, that was the game. I think, and, and, and I just think as a viewer, I would not mind seeing the referees maybe huddle up more as a team yeah. and discuss yeah. these yep. fouls. We'll just throw the flag. Especially huddle, in throw the Throw the flag, court. huddle discuss up. Discuss it. And if it's not right, pick Take it, it off. It's fine. At, yes. the, at the same time, though, with all the discussion about how these football games are taking too long, that people say, let's Agreed. just get on with the game. There's just so many... You're not going to please everybody. There's so many sides yeah, to everybody. I would rather want something. Yeah. I would rather the whole thing around this. I would rather the game take 15 more minutes okay. and the proper team right. win yeah. than some team that didn't deserve it wins well, for because sure. the game they didn't want to review a play. I sure. almost think that it's not necessarily the refs. It's more of like the rules in in place, okay. like because we the the topic was do refs have too much control of, of the outcomes of games? Like let's. Go to targeting. Okay. I mean, 
Let's, You're let's, gonna, let's go to targeting. Targeting oh, a call. A call oh, oh. Personally, as a football player, I absolutely hate and despise targeting. But okay, there's lawyers out there. There's going to be lawsuits if people get injured. Whatever. I don't think that's football, but whatever. It's, it's reality. A player makes a tackle the wrong way, and you're going to throw him out of the game? Because he lends his helmet. Come on now. College football semifinal this year. Me and Carter had this conversation this morning. So, okay, yes, fine, have your targeting. I I understand the – I I do understand the idea behind it. Lawsuits is the reason. Player safety, big whoop. You you play football, you know you're going out there to get hit. Okay, that's the end of that discussion. It's a man's game. So – Targeting means that a player takes aim at an opponent for purposes of attacking with forcible contact that goes beyond making a legal tackle or a legal block or playing the ball. Okay, here's Shout my, out to the college football rulebook. Yes. Here's my thing. Okay, fine. We'll have targeting. We'll have a targeting flag. Make it a personal foul first. Do not throw them out. Personal foul. If they get a second one, okay. Two personal fouls is an automatic ejection then. We already have that rule in play. But throw them out for one tackle. One tackle like, is terrible. On. Makes It makes too many, like I said, too many influences on the game. Carter, go. I have, so in the NBA, we have flagrant one and flagrant two fouls. Yes. Why don't we make a targeting one and a targeting two foul? I think you'll end up having the same issue, though, with a targeting one, targeting two, because they're going to throw them out. My thing, I, in targeting one, you don't get thrown out. Targeting two, you do get thrown out. And if you have two targeting ones, you get thrown out. Yeah. In the same game. I see what you're saying, because but I just like having – if you get two targeting, you're out. There's no, like, opinionated issues and, there. And I, I like the way the NFL does it. It's, yes. it's it's helmet-to-helmet contact. It's a 15-yard penalty. It's a personal foul. Nobody's getting thrown out of the game. Now, I do understand, and you can watch this in football, NFL guys are so good. 99% of the time, they, so don't, disciplined. they don't have a targeting call because they don't do it. Right. Those dudes are – Amazing tacklers. Here, here's my one thing that just you know makes my blood boil. If you watch, if you go on YouTube and look up, you know worst targeting calls, whatever. A lot of the fifty fifty percent of the time or whatever, the offensive player is lowering lowering his head to protect yeah, himself. Yeah. So it is equally the off, offensive player's fault as the defensive players. You're naturally going to duck your head, and the offensive player is going to lower. I mean, it's it's a game. You got to be low to win the battle. And the as our defensive the player, same thing. as our defensive player here, you're sticking up for the defensive guys. Yes, I love to see. Yes. It's already an offensive game. You got to be perfect to play defense. So come on. Now. Well, and I just look at a situation like the college football semifinal this year with the linebacker from Clemson making what what appeared to be the best form tackle that you could possibly do, and he gets thrown out because his head was slightly lowered because his face mask was toward the ground, and he honestly hit the dude in the chest. Mm, yeah. I mean, he, he hit Justin Fields in the ribs, and I think, I think going to officials having too much control, Justin Fields goes down hard. I think because of the result yes. and the outcome of that play and Justin Fields getting hurt. And him I being think, a quarterback. And him hitting a quarterback. I think that had a lot to do with the flag being thrown, and I just mm. do not think that's fair. Again. And that 100% changed the game because yeah. that was early in the game. Last year when Clemson was playing Ohio State, Sean Wade got ejected. Absolutely. If you watch the call, Trevor Lawrence ducks his head, and naturally Sean Wade's head just collided. Yes. So it was like then it was like Sean Wade's a murderer. He's trying yeah, to kill yeah. Trevor Lawrence. But Sean like, Wade's a murderer. It was, it, it was unfair. It's football. Sometimes your heads are going to collide, and it's not like he's trying to make a tackle, make a play on Trevor Lawrence. Is a big guy. 
And, and I, Trevor Lawrence ducked his head, and then there you go. You got head to head. It's just it's ridiculous to me. And I think another underlying point that we have just highlighted here is how uh, biased the game is towards offensive Offense. players. Yes, like pass interference. Like you have no you have no rights as a defensive player in the game of football. You got to be okay. very disciplined. Here's one of my things too. That another rule that I hate. I I, I really do get this one though, but it, it was the. It's the most fun thing to watch in football and holding those when I'm fixing to go on. Is the when they do a reverse and they have the crackback block. Oh yeah, that thing right there Blonde, is the yeah. bond side. The that blind is the best block. thing in football. But we have to take that out. Yeah, you that can't have you so can't have mad. fun hits. It's like they're taking. Let me tell you what. Don't play if you don't want to get blindsided. You should sign a Let's, form that says, "Okay, <laughs> I might die playing football." Football yes. is one of the only sports I love you, can, you can legally try to end a man's life, yes. and that's okay. That's encouraged. Yes. <laughs> so come on. Yeah. Whenever I mean, you block somebody, I get excited. I don't. I don't say, oh, no, I hope he's not hurt. Oh, like, look good. Because you know what? Finish he's more of a man. Yeah, he's he's a more man. of a man than you are. Yes. You just got owned. Yes. yes. Yeah. So, but, but in all seriousness, like, Lewis I, think yeah. with the, I think with the way that the NFL, for sure, they have come up with ways of improving player safety and with, like, the different types of helmets and stuff, I think that – but those safety features, if you're going to increase those, then there should be a little more leeway with yeah. blocks like that. But at the same time, back to the college targeting, my take on it is I think that while I see them on – while I see targeting on TV, I'm going to say – I'll say over 90%. The guy's not trying his hardest. Absolutely, no, absolutely not. Kill it. No, it's no. I mean, oh, yeah, obviously he is trying to kill him. We, you know what I mean? He's, but try, he's, he's trying, trying, he's trying to, make to make a play. To, he's not going and bleeding head to head. He says, man, I hope I get him head to head. So I, I, hope, I, I, yeah, no. I hope I get this guy a concussion. It's, that's not how it is. It's, no. just, it's, just, it's just a very, very controversial topic. I am in agreement that, that, the, off- that, that the offensive player has the most leeway. Yes. I've never seen a guy – I've never seen a running back lower his helmet, go helmet to helmet, knock a DB down, keep running. And there's no flag there. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. on Sports Center top yeah. ten. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's there's just so many different ways. Same with the officiating. There's so many ways to look at it. There's so many technicalities. You're not going to please everybody, and that's just how and that's just how this all goes. So whew, moving on, really let's take a break from sports. Good grief! And this isn't. We're not really having a debate here. I'm just kind of intrigued by this topic. I love the discussion. I'm ready to learn. Carter, you are my teacher. We have gone from debates, Mr. Goodwin, and now we're going to Professor Carter Goodwin. Mr. Goodwin, Mr. I will only be addressed as Mr. Goodwin during Mr. this segment while I'm yes. teaching Mi- the classroom here. Mr. Professor Goodwin. So, so, teach us about something. Go ahead. Okay, so we're gonna take a little look at the stock market. Mr. Goodwin, may I use the restroom? Do whatever you need to do, Mr. Derricott. Thank you for thank you for addressing me as the proper name. Thank you. So we're going to look into the stock market just a little bit. There is a phenomenon that has happened this week in the stock market. Really? That I didn't know much about, but quite quite honestly, I'm going to be hand up. I saw Barstool Sports posting mm-hmm. all about this. Shout out Barstool Sports. So this made me want to do my own research on the topic. So, for those of you that might have seen just blips of headlines about GameStop or GameStop stock, we're going to dive into the situation that happened right here. Let's do that. So, 
we have these, we have two parties here. We have these large hedge fund firms who their sole purpose is to invest money into stocks and make large amounts of money off of, off of these stocks. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they use that money to invest in other things. But the way that they make their money is they invest large, large monies in the different shares of stocks and they count and they study these and they find ways to obviously make the most they can. Manipulate them in a certain way. Almost manipulate them in a way because what we're going to talk about is manipulating. So a large hedge firm, a large hedge fund firm was what is called shorting a stock. Okay. The stock of the stock of GameStop. So, what shorting is, and this is a definition I'm getting off the internet, when an investor borrows shares and immediately sells them, hoping he or she can scoop them up later at a lower price, returning them to the lender and pocket the difference. So, they're going to buy these stocks, and they are going to hope that these stock prices go down. So, the hedge funds are going to buy the stocks, Hope that the stock prices goes down so that the so that the people that they're buying the stock from comes back and just basically begs for the stock back and they make a profit because they paid them. Because they paid them. Yeah. Now, this is very, very manipulative, but this is what a lot of hedge funds do. Okay. So a group of investors. And it's just kind of like how you have Facebook groups with all kinds of different people. There, there, there's a Reddit group of a bunch of individual mm-hmm. investors, and they have said, and they saw that a hedge fund was doing this to GameStop's stock because this hedge fund wanted to take advantage of GameStop's stock going down. They had done their research, seen that because of coronavirus, people weren't going into the stores. Because of how easy it is to buy games online, people aren't going into GameStop stores anymore. Yeah. So they practiced this shorting method with GameStop, knowing and hoping that their stock was going to plummet yeah. so that they could take a large gain off of it. Yeah. And we're talking millions and millions of dollars is what these hedge funds are using. Okay. So these group of investors on a, on a Reddit... Uh, thread we're like you know what let's go invest and bump the price of GameStop stock up so they caused what was called a shock and this sent GameStop's stock through the roof I'm talking it went up over a thousand percent over the last week and a half I'm no stock expert that's seems pretty high yeah. the, the the numbers went from low 20s to it topped out at over 400 the other day which is an insane amount of growth for the stock market and it basically what this hedge fund what this hedge fund was doing by shorting it blew right back in their face because they basically got played yeah. by these little investors they got got they did get got and mr goodwin it cost Mr. Professor. It cost this one head this one hedge fund, the one who's making the the big complaint. I believe it's like Mel uh let me it's e, Robin Hood? Is that the one? No, no, no. We're gonna get into that in just a second about Robin Hood. Um I don't know exactly what the name of the company was. What what the name of the hedge fund was that 
got, I mean, I don't want to say scammed out of money yeah. because that sounds like something illegal has happened, mm-hmm. but they just got played at their own game. So here's my here's my uh, idea Gilman, of Dr. this. Dr. Goodwin. Dr. Goodwin. Yeah. Doctor. Okay. Okay. Professor, Mr. Professor, Professor Dr. Goodwin. Here's, yeah, Professor Goodwin. Here's my thing that I'm understanding this. So basically, let's let's put this into I so is the hedge fund the ultimate owner of this or are they the borrower? They are the ones that is borrowing okay. the stock. So let's say let's put it into just a black and white form. So let's say the hedge fund they borrow a carpet and they stand on it. Does yeah. this mean that these other people basically pulled the carpet out from under them in a way? I think you can say that. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Now, I'm going to go ahead and warn people listening to the podcast. The research I've done is only a day long. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just get out in front of myself. Some of my facts might be wrong here. And if they are, just go ahead and DM me. Let me know it. I'm doing my best to understand this, and that's why I'm kind of presenting it, because this is just a 20-year-old kid trying to learn about what's going on in the news right now and seeing what's happening. But my main takeaway from this was, one... This huge hedge fund got ripped out of billions of dollars. I mean, legitimately billions of dollars. With a B. That's with a B. And the only reason that it's getting talked about is because this billionaire hedge fund is salty that he lost money at his own game, pretty much. Okay. And now, it has gotten so big to the point that the Biden administration has talked about how they're looking into this. And... They're they're going they're going to watch federal investigations, but from what I have researched so far, there is no wrongdoing or illegal doing here. And you're actually seeing this same exact formula that happened with GameStop over the last week and a half. It is currently happening with the AMC movie theater company. Comparing the two stocks, GameStop and AMC, both right now, AMC especially during Corona, is having just a terrible a year of, for lot, business. A lot of movie theaters. Yep. Though. So it's these same places that are buying these shorts, they're shorting stocks, trying to cash in on these people's stocks diving. These huge hedge funds are cashing in on stocks diving, and people are taking these stocks and lifting them back up, taking the money out of these hedge firm hedge funds' hands. Okay. And so the only reason that it's getting talked about is because these billionaires are getting salty that they got owned yeah. pretty much. At their own game. And now, we're going to get into a little politics side of it. Not Democrat-Republican politics, but... So, Robinhood is an app that allows you to invest money without a trade fee, essentially. So, you don't have to pay anybody to invest your money. Like, you have to pay for the app and stuff like that and pay to put your money in, but you don't have to pay brokerage fees and stuff like that. Robinhood saw this going on and stopped their customers from from trading the GameStop stock. Whoa. Basically meaning that they are best friends, I say that term, just basically meaning that they're friends with these billionaire hedge funds, and they're tired of their people ripping these billionaires off, so they're going to deny their customer of what's going on to help their friend here. Okay, so And I that is not right. So I don't mean to get political here, yeah. but, but I will for a second. Okay. So basically, you're saying that Robinhood did the same thing that Twitter and Facebook did with Donald Trump. Correct. That's the same thing. I don't mean to get political here. Like Twitter took Donald Trump's account away, suspended it permanently, and Robinhood has now 
barred and stopped their their customers on their app from trading this stock. So this is the same big tech problem we have. Yes. And they have in and in the last day, they have and legitimate, they have two class action lawsuits coming against them. And and these are legitimate lawsuits. This isn't just people trying to throw crap at a wall and see what sticks. These are legitimate lawsuits they have coming against them. And we're only going to see more of these because Robinhood and man, they have got bashed today by the mainstream media and just the public in general because they, because what the people are doing by my understanding is not illegal. Yeah, It's not illegal at all. Basically somebody just outsmarted these hedge funds. And now they got got. Yeah. And they're getting salty about it. Sounds Mr. like sounds like a very sticky situation. Mr. Goodwin, Dr. Goodwin. And this is the uh fine line that we have to watch with just us as everyday citizens when we see the uh Twitter and Facebook thing that happened with Donald Trump, when we see this Robin Hood happen. Yeah. When when they start taking away these little things, we think that are little. Yeah. When they start taking away your your freedom to do this stuff. Right. We're getting we're we're, we're, getting we're into, touching yes. into communist ways when and, you start doing that. And the thing is, when you speci- when you blatantly, as Robin Hood, when you blatantly deny your customers of what you're there for, that's not going to go over well. Nope. So Robin Hood is in a lot of is in a lot of crap. Are people done with Robin Hood? Some Well, let me tell you what. For and I'm going to just talk about barstool sports for a minute here because mm-hmm. that is how. That's how a lot of us, whether we like it, whether we believe it or not, mm-hmm. Barstool runs a lot of what we see yeah. just through what we see on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Robin Hood used to be a sponsor of Barstool. Interesting. They did. I remember back a couple years ago, they were doing ad reads on the podcast, getting started up. They have since boomed. Yeah. And the president of Barstool, Dave Portnoy, today, has absolutely put Robin Hood in a body bag. And he has gotten, and Dave with his loyal followers. Yes. Stoolies. Yes, of Stoolies, has basically started almost like a rev, like a revolt against Robin Hood, and it has taken off. The Robin Hood Revolution. And so, so basically, so my takeaway, another one of my main takeaways from this is how powerful social media is in this case. This Reddit thread cost this hedge fund billions of dollars solely because these people got on this thread and were like, hey, we're going to go trade this GameStop stock and cost this hedge fund because we figured out a way to own them. And and like I said, we're seeing it even happening in front of our eyes today with the AMC theater stock, the same exact thing is happening. It's being boosted up. And the problem is it's not like these companies, I got to do a little more research on what is happening specifically to the companies because the companies have no say in what goes on with how their stock is traded. So, the companies are just the beneficiaries or not mm-hmm. of what happens here. So it's a very fascinating, fascinating situation. What I said is very, very surface level, very basic. I encourage you to do your own research because I'm a business major myself. 
I was very fascinated by all this, mm-hmm. but I was just amazed at the fact that a group of people were able to cause such a big revolution solely because of social media. And for better or for worse, that shows you the power that social media has yep. in the world today. So honestly, that was my main takeaway from it. Not necessarily the dollars and cents part of it that we got into, but yeah, so billionaires getting salty because the quote-unquote common man, yeah. as I saw it, I think it Basically was... Basically outsmarted them. Yes. Got got outsmarted. Yep. So, and thank you, Mr. Gilbert. It's very fascinating. I encourage you to do your own research. I mean, it's the number one trending topic on Twitter right now. For sure. Every news, or every news source has done it. That's very surface level. And I apologize if I mess any of that up because I still don't understand it 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do know more about this, DM me directly or DM the account because I'm the one who reads the DMs. And please help me explain this more to me because I am personally very fascinated with this. Mm-hmm. So if you know more about it, DM me. If I said something wrong, let me know. I'll take back anything that I said that's incorrect. But yeah, just a very fascinating subject to me. And I hope that I was able to educate some of y'all as my students here today in the classroom. Hope y'all learned something. Hope I maybe planted a little seed about something you can go research later. I like it. But that's all that I have for today, Mr. Burnett. Thank you so much, Mr. Dr. Professor Goodwin. All the above. Yeah, All the above. Yeah, so we started this uh, podcast with a financial discussion, and we finished on a financial lesson. Yes. (laughs) A very interesting way to look at it. Lots of different perspectives, lots of different topics. This was episode, what is this, four? Four. 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 Episode four of... Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Good job. You can you can count to four in Spanish. You watch Dora the Explorer. Dora the Explorer. All right. Como estas? All right. We All right. we've heard up your Spanish. All right, and uh, yes, this was episode four. Looking forward to uh, episode cinco. Uh, that was for you, Josh. But um, cinco de mayo. But uh, all seriousness, we really appreciate all of you guys listening and all the subscribers. We love you guys. And we we'll be back. Everything. We'll be back next week with the sports news recap of yes. the week sports that we normally news. do. We just felt that we needed to put this podcast out there because we just had a few topics that yeah. were just that were just on our mind that we wanted to have yeah. a little discussion about and wanted to get the listeners involved in. Yeah. These debate, yeah. These debates, and, these debates and discussions are not only on the mic. These are yeah. while we're going through our everyday lives. Remember, yeah. we're hanging out, whatever we're doing. Yep. These discussions can come up at any time, and uh, we bring them to you guys. So we really appreciate you guys listening. From Carter, Holden, and Josh, I'm your host, Alan Michael Burnett. This was episode four of the JUCO Take. That's going to take some getting used it to. Is, it is. But uh, I'm looking forward. Complete to, rebranding. Uh, Complete rebranding, and once we, once we know our new Instagram and Twitter handles, we will sure we'll be sure to let you guys know and plug those in. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. This was episode four. Thank you guys. See ya.